When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Woke up this morning. We are here. Welcome to the family with. Doug Sprinthal and Andy Rampernard. What? We are here. We are here. Uh, we'll be right back. I just noticed something as looking at the news. Um, well, I'll tell you what. We'll be right back, and I'll, I'll tell you what I just noticed with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know you were okay. ready. No, Why don't you tell me only, you're ready, you pill? We started doing this, and I wasn't on the first year, but the other nine. We just started our ninth, so, uh, yeah. Yep. Today's the beginning of the ninth day, or expi- wow. it would have been ninth year. Yep. It would have been yesterday, I suppose. The anniversary is when you restart anyway, right? Yeah. So it was yesterday we started our ninth year. And again, thank you to all of our listeners because our downloads have gone up 50% in the past several months. Actually, it was long before the COVID thing. It was like last, what, June or something, wasn't it, Andy? Yeah, something like that. You suppose yeah. it's because prisoners only are allowed to download a couple of podcasts? Probably true. All the prisoners, all my old high school classmates mm-hmm. are listening in prison. They're all listening. And the rest are listening from the grave. <laughs> so there's that. Anyway, um, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com with Doug Sprinthal. Um, we need cars. We've been talking about this for the last few weeks. If you are, especially if you're in a lease and it's up in the next six or seven months, there's a really good chance we can get you out of the lease uh, and you can walk away from the payments. We're, we're, it's been a pretty popular thing because with everybody working from home, there's a lot of professional couples that don't really need two cars for a little while anyway until they start going back into the office. So if you're making those payments and not putting any miles on it, get a hold of me at Doug at Walzer.com. I can't promise that we can do it, but we've been pretty successful about probably about three-quarters of the time. So, again, that's Doug at Walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. 
All right, I got to run some stuff by you guys here. Okay, then I have a Dr. Seuss trivia for you. Dr. Seuss trivia? I love Dr. Seuss. You're going to really love him after this. Theodore Geisel. Not that don't be sad that it's over thing, is it? That makes me tear up like there's. You know that, right? Yes, I do. Oh, God, it was beautiful. Okay, my first question is there's a young, attractive woman. She's a young, very young black woman. I don't know how old she is. Say how old she is. Sarah Cooper is her name. She has a career now on YouTube. Oh, they should take a picture. Now, they got a picture of her going like this. Oh, cute. Don't put that up there. What are you doing? She's a very attractive young lady, but she makes her living now and doing quite well, actually, by lip syncing videos. That's dumb. Uh, but people are, are downloading by or, or viewing it by the million. Yeah, that's TikTok for you. Oh, my God. All I'd have to do is get on there and just talk out my ass and I could become a multimillionaire. I, I mean, I talk out my ass anyway, but, you know, that's the way that goes, isn't it? Uh, in any case, so I just, I, I can't believe that. And God bless her. She figured it out. I'm not taking anything away from yeah, her. It's, it's brilliant. Uh, attractive young woman making a ton of money just faking moving her lips or whatever she does. Mm. Um, there's a couple of other things I wanted to run by. There, there's a story uh, this morning, and again, I don't, I, I understand why they might report this story. I guess I don't really understand. You know the Cannon Hinnant story. Mm-mm. Cannon Hinnant. Now, Andy, did you 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 validate that? It was on all these TV stations. Yeah. So it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Carolina. Five-year-old little boy's in a trailer park riding his bike. And he's laughing, having oh, a great time. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did hear that. Guy walks out, 25-year-old guy walks out, puts a gun to his head, and massacres the kid. Murders the five-year-old kid. Nobody covered it. No. I like, the local news covered it in Carolina, but the only other outfit to cover it was the New York Post, and there was... Fo- uh, I looked at that. Uh, I looked that up. Fox covered it, and then it, it made it into Europe, like the Daily UK the and Daily, stuff, yeah. but a lot of the bigs in the U.S. didn't, apparently. Nope. Here's my problem with this. I don't have a problem with the blackness and the whiteness of this because it was a 25-year-old black man that shot a 5-year-old white kid. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is our news media trying to stir up hatred just to sell newspapers. Because here's what they're doing. You don't even hear about a 5-year-old little cute boy who gets massacred for no reason whatsoever, but they don't want to print the story because the man who shot him is black. Okay. Then I look at this, and there's a black man with his hands up like this. Yeah. But he's talking to someone. He's not under arrest. He's just talking to someone. He's got his hands up. Video shows canine repeatedly bite compliant black man. So that story is more important getting bit by a dog than a little kid getting murdered? Yeah, that's the media for you. You've got to stop with it. You're going to have black people die over this because some psychopaths are going to go off the deep end. you got to stop this, man. You're going to create a black-white problem in this country a much worse than it is today. I, I, why do they do that? Well, it's to sell, to sell ads, to, to make money. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that is the business. So what I would do probably is uh, looking at uh, these news sites. I would never buy a product that advertises on this news site. You're, you're disgusting the fact that you're trying to create anger and hatred to make money. It's, you're disgusting people. 
And the other thing about it, the, the final one I'll comment on, and again, it's not even a black-white issue. It's a money-making issue. That's what I have a problem with. You're just trying to make money off other people's misery. Well, I mean, that's always been the expression in the newspaper business for 100 years. Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads, right? Mm-hmm. So the kid bled to death after getting shot in the head. Why don't you run that story? <sighs> uh, and the other thing I discovered today, ladies and gentlemen, you can check it out. Andrew Lloyd Webber looks like a very tired Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Have you, ever, have you seen his picture lately? <laughs> no. That boy needs to get some sleep, man. My favorite one is I think William Barr looks like uh, Elton John after conversion therapy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all my, cool. all my right-wing friends get mad about that one. Why would they get funny. mad? It's funny. It is funny. Here's what I don't understand. <laughs> right-wing, and I'm neither. You know, I'm, I'm just stuck in the middle of all this stuff. But I do not understand because you don't agree with me, I hate you. I don't yeah. get that at all. You know, you get an opinion, they get an opinion, good for both of you. That's right. Somebody's going to win. Did you know that that right now, this is weird, that that Biden only has a point and a half lead on Trump in Minnesota? Really? Well, that huh. shows you how inaccurate the polls are. I'm not saying yeah. that it's bigger or smaller. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I don't know how you figure. I mean, the, you can't. There was a landslide. It was, you know, Reagan's second term against Mondale. Well, against I mean, just Mondale. totally smoked him. But for yeah. generally, it's just a it's a very small it is, difference yeah. between winners and losers. It and is. About half of the registered or the people that are eligible to vote in this country don't vote for, in the presidential election. They don't. So in That's the last true. one, you know, Hillary got 25.5% of the eligible vote, and Trump got like 25%. That's, yeah. It's not a landslide. It's not. Mm-hmm. So how you can think that the polls can cut it, that I, I just, I don't pay any attention to them, quite honestly. Uh, no, there's no reason to pay attention to polls. It's down to like a six points, I think, between the two of them yeah. now. And that's the margin of error for the, for political polls because they fudge them all anyway. Yeah, that's right. It's too bad. And look, you know, whoever, if Biden's a president, fine. If Trump's president, fine. I don't, I'll live. Yeah. You know, I'll somehow live through it. I don't know. A slog through. Oh, my God, it's been horrible. I remember back in the lean Obama years. <laughs> and then before that, the lean Bush years. Can I, I mean, tell you my on. Dr. Seuss story? I heard an interview with a guy it. that, that, that uh, wrote a biography about him the other day. And. He got started as a rea- writing as a reaction to uh, Dick and Jane books. You're old enough, you sure, remember. They absolutely. were just terrible and boring. They so, were terrible. But the guidelines were that for beginning readers, they could have no more than 300 different words in a story. So he s- spent all this time, he had flowcharts in his office, trying to figure out what you, words to use and how many and so, and so on and so forth. And the first one was Cat in the Hat, and it was just a huge success. Right. But his biggest book, he wrote on a bet. And when one of his buddies says, I bet you can't write a best-selling Dr. Seuss story with 50 words. And if you can, I'll pay you 100 bucks. Green eggs and ham. That's what it was. I knew it! And there's only one yeah. two-syllable word in that book. One two-syllable yep, word? They're all, yeah, I think it's anywhere. Oh, and he yeah. says, yep. I do I, not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. So it's only so it's 50 anywhere. words. And it's, you know, the guy talked about how he'd write in that Phenomenal. rhythm and stuff. So I thought it was a cool story. That's a great and story. And his buddy stiffed him on the 100. <laughs> what a shock. A friend screwed you out of money? Who ever heard of that? Well, we got Tim on the phone. Timmy. Have you ever been screwed out of $100? Well, I no, I have never screwed anybody over a hundred dollars uh, out of a hundred dollars. Liar! Uh, I would say about that friend, and I'd also say about the media folks that make money on misery. You're bastard people. That's all you are. You're bastard, <laughs> bastard people. people. What's that from again? I forgot. It's Guffman. 
Oh, oh God, you. yes, Waiting for God. Oh, God, I love that. i got to watch that again. Quirky St. Clair, what is that his name? Quirky. Remember the guy at the, the city council decides that he's kind of lean and gay? And he's at the front and he goes, Quirky! Gotcha! <laughs> it's just phenomenal. And he and Kathleen O'Hara have to skip. in a movie or something that I just I caught recently, and it's funny. It's like the guy pops up, and it's completely different than the pharmacist in, in Waiting for Government. Oh, but God. he's one of those guys. I think he was also in A Mighty Wind. He was, you know, he's been in all of Chris Guest's movies. Yeah. Best in show. But, God, what a what a great set of movies those three oh, my yeah. favorite line was fred willard and kathleen o'hara who were married but they had to skip rehearsal because he was going to kansas city for penis reduction surgery reduction yes yeah. penis reduction with uh, eugene levy and his wife <laughs> he was uh, he's he, gonna he, show him <laughs> in, remember he stood up and he unzipped his pants oh yeah oh he was gonna show him why he needed a penis reduction exactly but that and, and uh, Best in Show when Eugene Levy has two left feet. <laughs> yes, yes, and then and then uh, Catherine O'Hara she, she gets injured, so then he has to walk the dog. Yes, with two left feet, and it's not a good thing. <laughs> Keeps turning left. Oh, it's oh wonderful! God. Absolutely wonderful. No doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. A Florida park has been renamed, so it no longer honors the police chief who threw Jackie Robinson out of a baseball game. The city commission uh, in Sanford, Florida, voted unanimously Monday to remove the Roy Williams Park sign. And by Tuesday, it was gone. We're not removing history, Sanford City Commissioner Patrick Austin tells the Orlando Sentinel, but we don't want to glorify people whose views don't match what good citizens know is right. As the story goes, Robinson was playing shortstop with the minor league Montreal Royals at a spring game in Sanford in 1946. Had two hits over two innings when Police Chief Williams stepped into the dugout and told Robinson to leave or the game would be canceled. Robinson left the ball field, which sits less than a mile from the park that bore Williams' name. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Robinson. Is it any wonder this man died young? I mean, the stress that guy went through. Holy Christ. Can you imagine how stressful that life was? That was a great movie, by the way. It was. Yeah, 42. Yep, really good. What did he die of? I don't even remember. Well, look, tell you what, we'll take a break, come right back a lot more with Timmy, and we'll find out what Jackie Robinson did die of. Probably a heart attack would be my guess, but that's just a guess. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. 
Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We're rocking out, man. Uh, very quickly, Jackie Robinson, we're talking about him getting tossed out of a park. They, uh, I like this guy's take on it. They could name it Jackie Robinson Park, says a resident, but the park is too small for that. That's a pretty <laughs> cool take on it, don't you think? But, yeah, you want to talk about a guy who lived a life of unbelievable stress, the first black man in, a, in Major League Baseball, the first to play baseball at all these different fields, the hotel situations, the road situations, the buses, the planes, whatever. And then, of course, uh, his 24-year-old son, Jackie Robinson Jr., gets killed in a car accident, and a year later, Jackie Robinson dies of a heart attack. What now, a stressful life. Who was the life. first black guy that played in the American League? Larry? Larry... God damn it! The cable Dobie. guy. Because he, was had, it Larry Dobie? he had a rough go too. But oh, I mean, God, yeah. just his story is. I think it was Larry Dobie. Was it Andy Dobie? Yeah, I think it was Larry Dobie. Let's see. I think it was second. Oh, second to break the color barrier. Yeah. First in the American League. Yes. Mike He's who? Mike Vex's dad. Yeah. Bill right. Was Mike, Bill signed yep. him? Yep. That, that's Larry Dobie, right, Andy? Yep. I think was he with the Twins for a while? Does that as a coach? Or maybe he it was just maybe it was just with the White Sox. Maybe. Was not no. Oh, so he was with the White Sox the whole time. Yeah, well, not the whole time. Oh, he wasn't. Okay. Started with the Indians and the White Sox, then the Indians oh, again, then that the would Tigers, make sense. then yep. the White Sox again, yep. and then he joined the Nippon Professional Baseball League with the Chunichi Dragons. Did he really? The Chunichi Dragons? Yeah, that, that's a great that's baseball cool. movie too. You ever seen Mister Baseball with yes. Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. It was shot here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you yeah, mean you're sending me to Japan? Or, I led the league in extra base hits with uh, two outs in the seventh inning <laughs> in August. Or it was some there bullshit statistic like that. It was great. Yeah, so no, he, I, I think it was shot at the Metronome. That's where it was shot, I think. Or at least some Big scenes. league as well. They also did another one there. Indeed. Yeah, the Metronome. Indeed. So uh, you ruined my life this morning because after you left, I could not get Gilbert Gottfried's voice out of my mind because of Capone. <laughs> Mm. And you're talking about Capone. You're I'm talking about how Tom Hardy sounds like uh, Gilbert Gottfried in Capone. He sounds just like Gilbert. I, I was like, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to kill you. It's like, oh, God, was that movie horrible. I'm going to run around with a diaper on, and I'm going to shoot up the place. And as you pointed out, a full diaper, by the way. Oh, Thank you. Great. It was so gross. Thank you it was so, so much bizarre. for that. That's a shame. Yeah, that would be a shame. That's what that would be as a shame, a hell of a shame, no doubt about it. Quite the shame. But well, we're you... talking about the eccentricities of, of certain actors, and I don't know if Tom Hardy is as eccentric as Johnny Depp is. I don't think anyone and is eccentric. Again, it's amazing with all the stuff he's got going on off screen, how he can just walk into a movie like Waiting for the Barbarians and just blow you away with how good he is. A hell of an you actor. Know, it's not a big role. <laughs> But it's big enough to see that this guy still has talent. And you pointed out the ice cream bucket on his head. Yeah, and I sent a picture in. Uh, to Brian Zepp uh, showed Tom this picture of Depp. He's got this French Foreign Legion-like hat on, 
and these weird round glasses. And uh, I said, Tom, that is totally Marlon Brando with the ice cream bucket on his head in the island of Dr. Moreau. It absolutely (laughs) is. And so it's like, okay, at what point is the enigmatic Johnny Depp just going to... Because he's still out in the public eye quite a bit. I mean, for reasons like this this trial, yeah. uh, this defamation trial. But also because he's, you know, I don't know when he'll play gigs again, but he was pretty heavy-duty with Alice Cooper um, doing some stuff, uh, the Hollywood Vampires. Oh, God. Oh, absolutely. That was a very big deal. Um, I wanted to run some by you, Timmy. And matter of fact, everybody uh, on the show here and listening... Did you see about AMC, what they plan to do with their theaters? Mm-hmm. I, I did, but I didn't read it that closely. 17 cents admission, but is that is that for a day or something? It says... Uh, 17 cents? Yep. 15 cents they dropped it down now. 15 cents on opening day. Why charge anything? Opening day. Yeah, well, because you wouldn't want to be overrun is the problem, I think. Well, I don't but know. Fif- who doesn't have 15 cents? <laughs> ah, well, that's true. Let me get a quarter, man. Well, here is the deal there. Um... Next week, and I'm actually going to screen the movie uh, hopefully early next week, and it's through a digital link. I mean, I'm not going to go to the theater. They don't have screenings yet for press or anything, but there's a movie called Unhinged with Russell Crowe, which they are touting, they as in the uh, Solstice Studios, who's putting it out, as the first wide release during the COVID pandemic. Uh. So... Obviously, this is calculated now with um, AMC. But if they're going to do this on Thursday, I mean, if the film doesn't open on Friday, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. I mean, maybe unless they're just going to be Thursday night previews or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that would be a good one-two punch, man, 15 cents to get in, and then, you know, you get to see a brand-new movie for a change. I think yeah. that'd be a good deal. Oh, yeah, I would think it'd be really... Well, they're not going to run brand-new movies. they got Black Panther, Ghostbusters, and The Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Yeah, so it must be just... Yep. I don't know. Again, why Why do that? I guess you're going to want people to come back. Maybe they'll play trailers of this movie just so they can get them back yeah. the next day yeah. uh, with Unhinged. Well, and, of course, the one that's right next to the podcast building here is not going to be one of the AMCs they're opening. No? Nope. Oh. It just pisses me off to no end. Yeah, well, they needed to do something, man, because... Oh, yeah. How long can you go before they completely fold? Now, apparently, yeah. they're out of the woods as far as bankruptcy is concerned. They got a... Inf- they they got took some big loan out or something to keep operations running. But up to this point, virtually nobody... I mean, they, they furloughed everybody. Yeah, so, maybe they did. Oh, man. What an ugly, ugly situation that is. And they're not even the largest chain. I mean, no. the, we always only hear about AMC like they're the biggest, and they're not. I, to be honest with you, I don't know if I could name the largest chain. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they certainly got the all the press. Oh, Marcus is pretty big, aren't they? Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, I mean, they're big across the and country. And regionally, you have Imagine. Right. Yep. Um, and actually, they were the theaters last week, and probably still are, playing... Uh, that Burnt Orange Heresy movie that I reviewed oh, right. with Mick Jagger. Yep. yep. AMC so, is actually. You know, you have uh, up to this point just very, very small releases, and now this unhinged. I don't know what the screen count is yet, but it's supposedly going to be wide, and I suppose they could quantify wide by saying a thousand screens. AMC. I mean, is... generally wide is four thousand screens. 
the but, biggest in terms of screen count, but they're also in 16 countries. Oh. So for just oh. U.S., it's Regal. Regal. Okay, that makes sense because they're all in the East Coast pretty much or big cities. Yeah, they're only in the U.S. and they surprisingly have almost as many screens as AMC, which is, yeah, in 16 countries, but Regal's only in one. So God, that's huge. Yeah, Regal is the definitely the king of the United States. So I don't know when would have been a good time to bring the theaters back. Because, I mean, obviously now with this resurgence, I mean, you know, when you do it, I mean, it, I suppose you just got to bite the bullet and just do it is the best way to go about it. I guess. I'd love to see the receipts, though, after next weekend, the weekend of the 21st. Mm. Well, it depends on what they're showing, because obviously I'm not going to go to a movie, just go to a movie. Yeah, you know? that's why they're really banking on this Russell Crowe deal, which they right. switched around quite a bit. I've been in touch with their studios just to make sure that I get a chance to see it and um, it was boy I think originally it was supposed to be July then they moved it back and then they moved it forth and so now finally they settled on the 21st of August for it but after that there's supposedly going to be another X-Men spin-off New Mutants that um, is going to come out the 28th so it looks like you know it's there are film studios that are willing to take a chance at this point you know we'll find out yeah i suppose you know the only problem i have with movies and they're going to have to do something about this well the movies are open black panther ghostbusters and empire strikes back it's uh, superhero goofy <laughs> ghostbusters and i mean it's it's all this just really dim stuff Ugh. not a fan me neither but i'm old <laughs> yeah, you're ancient. I forgot about that. Well, but on, the thing is, these films came out when you were a younger fella. Well, I know, that's right. Oh, no, no. This Ghostbusters, I think, is the one that just came out, like last year. Oh, oh the new one. I think it's that one, yeah. So, I don't know for sure, but they need to come out with some movies that are happening. We watched a movie last night called Relic. Have you seen Relic? Oh, yeah. I thought I warned you off of that. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was boring as hell. Yeah, I, hmm. you know... Uh, it's uh, it's interesting, but it's just kind of there. It just doesn't really do a lot for you. Well, it's it, the ending is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. look, mom's a black mummy now. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It had a little bit of atmosphere for it, but yeah, yeah a little, a little. Just, yeah, yeah. This, no, no. Uh, you, did you see Most Wanted yet? With uh, Josh Hartnett. No, but I'm definitely going to watch that movie. Gaffigan, yeah, yeah. I, I think right now that's your best bet along with yep. The Outpost. Um, and, and then we, as we were talking about this morning, um, Waiting for the Barbarians, I, I think you'll like it. All right. You know, I, I don't want to set the, the bar too high, but, you know, again, uh, there's no question that, that the cast is terrific. Yep, it's And uh, it's just you got to have a story to... to um, hold things up and you know it, the story's there too but it's just kind of slow pacing i guess is the problem with it you know it's just slow in the middle and that to me kind of just you know things went downhill after depp showed up for the first couple acts and then he goes away and then then it's snooze time we will be right back more with timmy right after this 
Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. I can't get my voice that high. Sorry. I tried my best, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Doug Sprinthal, Andy, Tim Lammers, in studio. What's happening? So, Tim, Mm -hmm. uh, have you seen an American pickle? No, I have not. And, um... I don't have, you know what, I actually have a link to sign up for it, a, a press deal, but uh, I, I take it you sat through it, or, or are you going to be referring to that wonderful story of Seth Rogen and how he's going to work from now on? Oh, uh, we just have a viewer who, or a listener who uh, wants to know if it's any good. Wait, we have No one listener? has seen it. Well, our <laughs> yeah, one listener, yeah. The one person. Apparently no one has seen it, though, which isn't surprising. Yeah, no one not. has seen anything recently. So what, uh, what? What's the deal with the what now? This guy works in a pickle factory or something. Falls in pickle juice and uh, is preserved for a hundred years, and then he emerges a hundred years later to meet oh, one of his God. descendants. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the frozen caveman thing, but instead of ice, it's pickle pickle juice. brine. God. I would rather see unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> there you go, yeah. unfrozen caveman lawyer. So, what? What? No, what? There was something about the movie you said. How he's going to work again? Oh, how he's going to work again? Uh, just look it up, Andy. Uh, something about I'm only going to work on oh, where I'm only going to oh, work on a movie right. where there's no white people in it or yeah. something like that. What? Yeah, he said he would. He wouldn't work on a movie unless it was sufficiently diverse or something. Was he kidding? No, he was not kidding. Oh man, that would have been, that that been really next. funny. Just, just yeah. Google Seth Rogen white people, and, and just, he vows that I'm not going to work on movies with... And, I mean, he said it. It was quoted. It wasn't taken out of context or whatever, but it's see. like... He will... Let's see. It's Seth Rogen says it's time to star movies... Or time to make movies that don't star white people. What is uh, he... There, did you know... Does he understand... That the that white, he's a white guy? Yeah, <laughs> and the white population in the United States is like 75%. Yeah, Jesus. He says, his specific quote is, I'm just actively trying to make less things starring white people. Yeah, how pitiful. How de- Get off your knees for Christ's yeah. sake. Was it Martin Mull that did the history of white people in America? Did yes. you ever see that? That was pretty funny. It was very funny. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying. Wait, you know what that indicates to me? You know what that says to me? He doesn't know any black people at all. 
Because if I said something like that, every one of my black friends would call me and go, what the hell's the matter What's with you? What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? Are you crazy? To me, it sounds like he's trying to get some action. Oh, you mean from a sister? From the progressives, yeah. Yeah, oh, probably. Baby. Well, uh, one interesting thing that he did, uh, let's see, you know the film Good Boys? Have you heard about this? I have no, not. I have not. Produced by Seth Rogen. Um, it's the only Seth Rogen movie in recent times with a black person in a major role. But it was an 11 year old black kid, but apparently the black kid wasn't quite black enough because they used makeup to darken his face and then they put an afro oh, wig on him no, no, to make no. him look more black. No, 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 no. See, something like this obviously is going to come back and blow up in his face. Good. It well, worked out it. for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah Traffic Thunder. I just watched that again a couple of months ago. It's a really funny places. I haven't seen, I've never seen that movie. Oh, God. You know what's funnier, Doug, is um, the, the, if you have the DVD, uh, the extras, they're like little video vignettes called Tales from the Edge of Darkness about the making of Oh, I bet movie. that would be funny. And I've just, Downey just is unbelievably it. funny in those. Really? It's funnier than he is in the movie. Oh, it's just great stuff. You know what? I, I have decided I'm going to make the announcement right now. I'm not going to watch any TV commercials unless they're black. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a white guy in a TV commercial? Yeah, I just watch the news. They're all old white people that are getting sick. <laughs> well, right? yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then in the commercials I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, All the commercials oh, are for drugs. Yeah. During, the, during the news? Humera yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's all right. pharmacy, isn't it? Yeah. It's all pharmaceuticals. For wealthy white people that have health insurance. I still love to point out the one white guy left in TV commercials is the general, and he's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I, do I care? No, no, I don't give a damn who's in commercials. Just don't try to make a deal of it with this. I'm only going to be in movies where I black people are, black people are laughing in your face. I hope you know that, you cow. Hey, look, well, Seth and Roger, just Seth, think Seth when Roger. he does make a movie, how people, if they're going to remember how much he's going to be scrutinized. Because you know, yeah. maybe he'll do one production. But what about the next one? Because he said from now on, remember. He did say from yeah. now on. I, I just, he is going, people like him with their bullshit arguments of I'm only going to do it. You're, you're showing your hand that you know nothing about cross-culture events. You've probably never even met a black person that talked to you. <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're talking about. That, that's not how the world works, asshole. God, he's so unfunny now, too. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. That laugh, I'd like yeah. to kill him. Well, I take it you're not going to watch any more Seth Rogen movies. I haven't watched a Seth Rogen movie in a long time. <laughs> I honestly don't know the last stand. Seth Rogen movie I watched. Let's see. Let's uh, pull up his, uh, whatever Pants. you call it, cinematography. Filmography. Filmography. There you go. <laughs> you want to hear uh... a text? We just got a text. You want, to, want me to read it? Yeah. Uh, text sent to the Tom Bernard Family Podcast. Seth Rogen is fucked in the head. <laughs> hey, Joe. Well, <laughs> I think that's he, hilarious. Seth Rogen actually uh, did a movie. God, I can't. You might have to look it up, Andy. It's the one he did with Charlize Theron. Ooh, I like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. And and he's he, he a, a politician. Long What's shot, it called? Yep. Long, Long shot. Yep. Long shot. And there is an African-American um, supporting character in there, played by O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is Ice Cube's son. And he's really good in the picture. Hmm. Hmm. 
So, but I don't know if you know Seth had any creative control over that or not. You think but, they darkened him? What's that? You think they darkened him? Made no, him no, they didn't. But he's really good. And the interesting part about it is, uh, and I reviewed the film, I, I believe, on KQ Tom when it came out. Um, the guy is Christian, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character, and he's also uh, right wing. And Seth's character started going after him in the film, and the, and and the guy turned the tables on him. And yeah. it's like, wow, this is this is remarkably uh, even keeled stuff for a Hollywood film where they're presenting both sides of an argument. You know, so I, that uh, that I found interesting. I got to tell you honestly, God, if I were black, and I'm very serious about this, if I were black in America today, I'd be so pissed off at these actors and these politicians. Treating me like I'm some little trinket that they can hold out to. Oh, look, I've got a black guy. I mean, that's what they're doing. Oh, God, it's disgusting, these white people. I, I got on some of my friends, for, and you see it on social media all the time. I have a friend, Tom, who just happens to be black. So he didn't happen he to didn't be happen black. To be. He, was, he was born that <laughs> he was way. Born black. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a post from you, Doug, about that. Yeah. Unless you've just had restorative eye surgery, he's always been black, and you've always <laughs> known it. <laughs> you didn't know it, I guess. I'm a, yeah, I am getting so sick of these Hollywood politician, these pukes that just... They're holding up black people as a human shield. That's all they're doing. God, you're disgusting. But and you know what's so funny though? In their minds, they think that, oh, I'm I'm making a difference, and yeah. people are going to listen to me, and they're going to respect what I say. Well, actually, the only ones that are going to respect that you say are the sycophants that that will go along with That's anything correct. you say. And they're only you know this whole idea that they're going to change minds. Yeah, you know, and, and and think that they what they say matters. Now, you know, I mean, that's not to say that actors or, you know, performers can't do good. I mean, look at Gary Sinise, for example. Mm. I think there are people that, but I he's out there walking, and, walking the walk and talking the talk and, you know, doing things for people. There's a difference. There. I couldn't agree more. I just, like I said, just, could we just all live our lives now? Is it possible that we don't have to hear what Seth Rogen thinks about who's in movies, that we don't have to hear that woman from Black Lives Matter that claimed that looting a store is reparations. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, oh, my God, you're crazy. God, there's a lot of crazy bastards out there right now. No doubt about it. A lot of crazy people. Indeed. I don't know what to tell. We just you got to live your life. you got to do what you do and, you know, love your family and your friends and your coworkers and move on from there. Or, and write a kid's book with less than 50 words. Yeah, See how like, good you are. Like Ted Geisel. Theodore Geisel. One of, he, you know, actually, it's so funny about it. The guy was one hell of a writer. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was I didn't realize that but that was his deal. He was actually a copywriter for yeah, a was, long time. Yeah. Yep. Very, very smart guy. All right, Timmy, that hour went by in a heartbeat. It did, it did. So, yeah, it, you know, whatever you check out, Most Wanted or whatever, can't wait to talk with you about it. I also... Alrighty. Uh, I'm not going to do this show anymore unless there are people from uh, Maine and Minnesota on it. <laughs> um, that's the only way I'm doing it in the future. And they have to be Polish, Prussian, Irish. Yes, they have to be Bill's. Like that specific <laughs> combination. <laughs> 
No, we watched exactly. some drama. I can't remember the name of it. It's about two sisters and a murder mystery in Maine. I, it was unwatchable because there wasn't one person in the cast that had a proper Maine no, accent. Yeah. Oh, really? At best, they sound like Mayor Quimby, and that was only <laughs> one or two of them. Mayor Quimby. I still love. Her, what about uh, your father's strawberries? Yeah. Yeah. Chowda. Say chowda. Say chowda. Say it right. Thanks, say Timmy. Chowda. All right. Talk to you later. Talk yeah. to you later. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back with Car Selling Secrets Officer Dave. Hopefully, he's lurking nearby. We'll Pretty find hard out. for him to lurk, don't yep. you? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be difficult for him to lurk. Not a stealthy build. We'll be back.